I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's the Friday episode of Private Parts. It's a Friday episode of Private Parts. It's we like to sing Friday. like we're... No, you don't know the name of the song, so you can't sing it. You've got to brief me before you oh, open right. and open and song, Jay. Yeah. It's the Friday episode of Private <laughs> Parts. You t- got looped up and we... After you. <laughs> After me? No, you got to fini- finish, the, finish the reel. Finish the rhyme. Finish the reel, did you say? <laughs> the riddle. <laughs> hey, listen, before we start Private Parts, welcome to a Friday episode. Um, I would like to give a big shout out um, to Lost Hours Walk. Now, I'm a calm ambassador. Campaign Against Living Miserably. I know. Uh, which is a fantastic charity. Um, they look after lots of different places of mental health. And uh, they are doing a Lost Hours Walk um, on the 30th of October. And you can join uh, the Calm's Lost Hours Walk. It's in London and it's going to be hundreds of other people. And the point of it is to remember those who lost their lives due to suicide. Now, uh, an average of 125 people take their own lives every single week. And that... To be honest, it's bullshit. Um, and up to 135 people are directly affected by suicide. Um, that's why the campaign against living miserably is dealing with grief differently and defiantly. Um, so we would like you guys, anyone who's keen to come and get involved, it's on the 30th of October. Um, you can find out more details at www.lost-hours.co.uk. We'll leave a link in the description below. Uh, but anyone can come. You can come help out. It's an amazing charity to be part of. Um, basically, light up London as the clocks go back and smash the silence around suicide. That's what it wants to do. Um, the Lost Hours Walk um, with Calm. It'd just be incredible. Loads of people there, which would just be amazing. So if you guys want to go and check it out, we're going to leave the link below. Go and check it out. We just want to help those guys out because we think Calm are amazing. Uh, but we do have an episode today as well. Do we? Yeah, we got an episode today, baby. All right. Oh, we got an episode today. Tell me about it like uh, I'm your number one listener. You know what it's about. You, you did the episode with me. Well, maybe I've got memory loss. Well, that wouldn't that be a good thing. Okay, here you go. Think of a vegetable on three set. One, two, three, carrot. Aubergine. Oh. Awesome. Are you thinking of a carrot? I know what I'm thinking of, aubergines. Why are you thinking of an aubergine? Oh, because we've been talking about lube. That's true. We did. Uh, we had Olivia Bentley on the episode today, people. <laughs> Olivia Bentley came on. Um, you enjoyed it, didn't you? I did. I was. I got a bit sheepish at one point. Yeah, we did talk about sex a lot. Why is you, sex you a were, weird thing to talk about? You were bragging about how you can always find the clitoris. <laughs> <laughs> what did you call yourself? A homing, the homing missile. <laughs> Lock on. <laughs> Lock on to that clitoris. No, what I did say is I had a very embarrassing moment when I was younger and I thought... I knew where the clitoris was, and then I found out it wasn't actually there. Where did you think it was? Well, you find out in the episode. <laughs> yeah, you find out. Listen to the episode if you want to find out where I found out where the clitoris wasn't. <laughs> uh, I think I still smell of lube, actually. 
What is wrong with you? I got, well, I got lubed up. You yeah. Mitt put some of Liv's new lube, which we talked about in the episode, on his hands and rubbed it around and used it as sort of perfume. And then put it on your... I wasn't going to lube up my penis during the podcast. Was <laughs> Obviously, I? Where, I didn't... where else am I going to put it? Yeah, but why did you put it in your hands? Because we were sampling it. Okay. Do you know what I did yesterday? By mistake. I went to petrol crisis, right? You were a nice guy. <laughs> I went to petrol crisis. A petrol crisis? There's a petrol crisis. <laughs> anyway, I went and poured some petrol. Yeah. Into my pocket and ran away. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> I brought it into the um, the bike that I yeah. Vespa. Vespa touring, if you wanted to know. Mm-hmm. One, two, five CC. Is this why you stank of petrol? Yesterday? Yeah, and it sprayed out onto my hat. And secretly, I liked the smell of it. Well, these days it's it's a, it's a sign of affluence if you could, if you've got petrol because it's such a, that and so, expensive lube. It's so sought after. Yeah, maybe petrol flavored lube that'd be, <sighs> that'd be the next one. Maybe we talk about this in a bonus episode. Yeah. All right. Well, who have we got coming up next on the show? You know who we have. I've forgotten. Olivia Bentley. Yeah, everyone, we got Olivia Bentley on the podcast. So get ready for another wonderful episode. As always, please get in touch. Uh, contact at privatepartspodcast.com. We want to hear from you. Hear your stories. Come on, guys. What the hell? We want some emails too, so we can talk about you and chat about how wicked you are. Some funny stories would be great. Um, or go onto our link tree at Private Podcast on our Instagram, and you can do charity nominations and loads of things. Right, ladies and gentlemen. Alex Smith and I are here to do an episode, so we should stop rambling and get on with it. Drum roll, please. <laughs> Sounds like drilling outside. <laughs> Sorry, that was my drill. Sorry, that was my drill noise. Should I do my drumming noise? get lubed up. Olivia Bentley, Made in Chelsea superstar. Oh, next. Enjoy. So I had a, I had, I had, I had, I've never, I've never really been trolled. By newspapers, have you have you ever been trolled? Never. Have you been trolled by? Or you've been trolled? Have you all been trolled by newspapers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, um, Wait, what? What I, happened to me? Anyway, I got. I had. Um, I did question of sport, right? I did question of sport, which is like a BBC One show about like it's come back, and I thought I did quite good in it. Why I, did they? Why did they get you on? Well, because I'm obviously not a sportsman, which I didn't realize. I thought it was going to be fun. Anyway, I woke up the next day and I was like. I've never had this before in my life. And the newspaper articles were, here we go, this one, the newspaper articles were, question of sport slammed after nobody. <laughs> do they not, do they no, not know the, nobody. that's quite brutal. Do they not know the, the long list of shows that you've done? You are, you are definitely at least somebody. The yeah. other, the other one was, question of sport viewers switch off as Made in Chelsea star Lands Roll, a new low. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually wrote that. I think that was hard. I, 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 I complained. I complained to Ofcom. You complained to Ofcom yeah. about it? Yeah. I, so I don't know. I just, I felt like that was harsh. Okay. No? I mean, is there truth behind it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously there's Washed truth. Up. Liv, Liv, obviously there's truth behind it. Washed up reality. I just think there's a lot of people that probably deserve it more than you. They've worked harder to get there. What do you mean? You're just, you're just some posh, it's a fucking you're just panel some, show. Yeah, you're just some posh bloke that's done loads of reality TV. There's like actual sportsmen who've put their body the, on the line. The talent. Yeah. The actual talent. <laughs> fucking hell, she never had done that. Do you know what I used to get when I first joined Chelsea? Yeah. It was, who wore it better? And it was me and Jamie. Shut up. <laughs> I had bleached blonde hair and I used to not 
wear a bra. Well, I never wear a bra, but I used to wear these shirts low cut and there's a photo of Jamie and I in identical shirts. We look like weird siblings and everyone would just go, who wore it better? I mean, what I, was, I like What was both. the vote? Who? <laughs> Probably Jamie. Oh, yeah, because you, you like always used to buy women's shirts, didn't you? We used yeah, to, I used to buy women's they, they, shirts. The fit is quite good on a woman's shirt, to be fair. But I, no, no, my, my worst thing was is that I had, I had not who wore it better once, but I had a thing that was, I've said this before on the podcast, it was like GQ best dressed. And I was like, Christmas time, and I was like, this is wicked. <laughs> GQ best, it was a Google alert. So I clicked on the Google alert. Went down all of GQ best dressed mm. and I wasn't on it. It was like David Beckham, you know, Harry. And I was like, oh, I'm amongst all these guys. Top 10 worst dressed. <laughs> I was number four after Oswald Boatang. <laughs> and what photo did he? <laughs> me, me went, I thought it looked quite cool. Honestly, it was like horrible. It didn't, I was like, what the? I love the fact that we had it who wore it better. But it's just so like, hmm. I got one when I went to, the, the only one that I got is when I went to um, the Brits, I was wearing a leopard top. and the Oh my God, that was the top, because I was wearing a leopard shirt, that's what it was, and it was, that was the actual photo, it was both of us in leopard tops. Yeah, yeah, I think it was, I think it was me, you, and Pat Butcher, <laughs> all looked alike. <laughs> have you, have you missed, have you missed us? I actually have. Filming's been strange without you both. Do they, do they still do a two hour silence at the beginning of every, uh, every shoot for Jamie now that he's left? You'll catch a producer in the corner of set, just a single tear, just kind of like, trying to hold, hold the tears back. But, but why is it, is it different with others? Or is it the same? Well, yeah, because now I'm the older one. I feel there's more responsibility like, to bring it. Yeah. Whereas when you two were there, and also you sort of, if you mess up, it was fine. But now, do you well, know what he, I mean? Like, would just anything you fence. do can't be as bad as what Mitt's done. So it's like. What? How am I the. The flag you, bearer. You, 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 you were the worst out of anyone. That is so not true. You, you were. You I were. was the best. Do you guys miss it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I do because I miss it because it was so fun because we get to hang out with our friends all the time mm. and like film it and stuff like that's why it was so great. And I feel like, you know, it, you, you forget. I, and at the time I loved it. It was just. Who, who do you miss the most hanging out with? Yeah. Well, you two. No, no. Do you? Oh, who do I miss the most? I just miss the old game, like you and like. I like miss it when it was Sam like when it was Ibiza and when we did like the South of France. Those were just those are the good those days. Were what jokes. happened in the South of France? Oh well? my god! Do you know what was the worst part with that trip? I can't wait to tell you. I have there's a video on my phone and it's all of us in the sitting room, hammered. You're naked and get a tub of hummus. <laughs> right onto your schlong, all right? And then you get Frankie to suck it off. No, I don't. And then, and then the worst Mid part, Bentley, no, the worst I do part not. of no, all I of this, yes, the I was there, day, I saw the it. The next day, the cleaner is tucking into hummus with a carrot, and I thought, <laughs> and I literally recall, I was like, I can't believe this. Mmm, <laughs> <laughs> it's got an extra tang to it. <laughs> Can we just set the story straight? I, I, so, I, Sophie, Frankie did not do that. I, I, I jokingly put hummus on it. And that's what happened. I jokingly put hummus on it. <laughs> no, you didn't jokingly put it on. You aggressively put hummus on your balls and your penis and she licked it off. Oh, no, no, no. That's not what happened. Wait, what were you going to say with two midnight guests? No, I was going to say it. So it was before Frankie had arrived. And, uh, Is this a beef Jay, Jay was being accommodating. He Obviously, there was a, a couple of English girls that were over in France and had nowhere to stay. So Jamie, so, so Jamie said, come on over, I've got a nice big villa. This is the, this is the biggest lie I've ever heard. I, I can't remember no, I, this. I, I, I arrived, did I, two girls stay in your bed yesterday? No, they did not. We, right. There was one... No, we did. <laughs> We're not on the show anymore, Jay. It's fine. Uh, no, let it out. They, let it the out. Girl, the, there was a girl, they sister in my bed. That's what happened. Uh, they did? Yes, but that was admitted oh, oh, on okay. the show. Oh, finally. You got a hand job from Liv. So... <laughs> 
<laughs> it was more than that. <laughs> What's it? What's it? That was also on the show. God, your memory is really bad. <laughs> oh, yeah, I aggress- aggressively used the term, I got ploughed by mission. <laughs> Oh, that was really devastating. What you said on the show? Plowed. Yeah, and I, I just, I use, you use. Is it a verb? Or what do you I'd, I'd just, I'd just broken up with my ex-girlfriend at the time, and so obviously I was like, it's quite savage terminology for an ex to hear on TV about their recent ex. Like, oh yeah, nice. I, but I feel like it's now. You know, main Chelsea's now a little bit changed because people are more careful, Liv. Wouldn't you say that? Yeah, people no, are a still getting plowed. <laughs> I have a boyfriend now. Mm. Um, yeah, people are, which is slightly frustrating because I feel like back then no one really cared. Like I realistically don't hugely care what people have to say sure. on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Like, and if they do, I just block them. But I think now everyone's slightly more careful of how they come across. But what? I think that makes it look, you can tell that. Like you can tell if someone's being fake. Yeah, you can tell if someone's being fake. But it, but it does, before with reality TV, I always thought that... <clears throat> It was like seen as like a. It was seen as like a hobby. We did it because it was like mm. a, lots of fun. And I feel like now what happens is that people come into it thinking it's a career choice. Yeah. So it's a job. So they don't want to, as as a as a brand, right? You don't want to damage your brand in any way whatsoever. So therefore, you don't do the things that you would typically do because you're so yeah. scared about the reactions and stuff. I don't. Do you think that's fair? I think n- not really because I think there's some people who give everything to to it and and show their entire lives and like. Don't hold back with stuff. So yeah, it is. It is I think it is. I Not saying with you because I think you still you still push it. Yeah. You 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 still you still go there and you don't because I think you have that old school mentality, right? Because I joined when well I was I was quite young when I started. And when we when I was doing it with you guys, that's sort of like the way it was. It wasn't about getting like brand deals and. Do you know what I mean? It was yeah, about. It wasn't, was it? Not really. Like Instagram wasn't even a huge thing. I mean, when I, I didn't I started, have any social media when I started it. I had no social media. Whereas now that's the way of it all. Like, yeah. it's the same with a lot of things, I think. Wait, so, so how old were you when you started? She was 12, I think. Was <laughs> <laughs> that the Get him um, young. <laughs> 21, 20? Yeah. 21. God, that is so young. I know. I was that's, that's young. That, you were 20, I was 22. I was 22, but, but I think, I think. I, well, I, th- I think the hard as a as a woman, it's quite hard because also you know, guys. <clears throat> I think women. Um, I think it's harder to join reality TV because I think guys, for some reason, get a shortcut. It's okay, he's a guy. It doesn't matter. Do you so, think? I think I it's think the other way around. So. No, I think if guys cheat or guys misbehave, oh, yeah. they they people kind of go, oh, it's funny. Is it? But if a, if a girl cheats, it's like seen as like a terrible thing. Oh, yeah, and no, it's like, but it's true. equal playing field. I don't I th- get it. I think it's slowly changing that whole perception of things though. Yeah. I mean, it used to be quite bad when we first joined. I mean, it was, were... it was almost like a rite of passage on those shows. Like you had to sort of fuck up. So Miss and I won the skiing. No, no, what, you're not... no, no, I'm not going <laughs> to say what happened. I'm not going to say what happened. So a few things happened on this notorious skiing holiday. First one was... Uh, we were living in this little apartment block and I came back from skiing and I, w- I was very drunk and I, we had two sliding, you know, what are they called? The doors, the electric, what are they called? Doors? No, what are the doors that slide open and close? What are they called? They're called... Automatic doors? I don't know. What you know, you get them in supermarkets. <laughs> I mean, I think. this isn't the, the main sort of crux, okay, crux anyway. of the story. It doesn't <laughs> anyway, revolve around the doors. <laughs> I, there, were two, there were two of them. You had to click on a card to get through the first set and you had to click on the card to get through the second set. I clicked on the card, went through the third, first set and somehow my card flew out my hand and went out the door and the door shut behind me and I was stuck in between these two doors. So I did the only thing that any human would do. I fell asleep. In the middle of it. In the middle of these two doors and got woken up by teenagers oh my God. in a dormitory. You were like, oh, am I dreaming? <laughs> Is this real? 
Was this with Chelsea or was this a private holiday that you two were on? This was, this was a private holiday. A private holiday. <laughs> what well, you weird. get up to in your own time. I yeah. And then, and then the funniest thing about that, we went to this thing called the Folly Douche, which is like, oh, yeah, yeah we, we've all been to the Folly Douche, which is like a big party thing in the mountains. And so I came back from the bathroom. We were Spencer Matthews at the time. And I came back from the bathroom. And there's a guy who sings on the, the, the bar, bar. He sings all these different things. Anyway, suddenly everyone was running past me and like pointing. And I was like, what the hell's going on? Georgie, who was out there, my friend, was pointing at me and then pointing up. The whole music had stopped. And I looked up and the guy who was the MC suddenly went, Spencer Nord, get down. <laughs> and Spencer. <laughs> it was Arnold Schwarzenegger. Get <laughs> down, get down again, Spencer. <laughs> Spencer had climbed up onto this roof. <laughs> and it was full of snow. And he just popped his head over. It was 15 meters high. And he go down. And Spencer went from this huge, like, enlightenment, like, what have I done? It's amazing. Looked up over. And everyone just went, boom. <laughs> booed him. He'd basically done it to try and show off to this. Uh, waitress because he was like really hammered and just trying to be sort of bullshit yeah and so he gets up there gets booed has to like shimmy down like really embarrassed cut that he's getting escorted out by all these bouncers and i was like kind of stood where they were walking in past and he goes mate mate and i just looked at him and pretended i didn't know him <laughs> just looked the other way i was like sorry mate but so do, who was the who was the first person that you dated on made in chelsea who was it francis ball oh you dated francis um, but it was <clears throat> i mean Semi dated, not as in like oh, I went on like one date with him. Did you? Do you go on one date with him? Huh? Yeah, in the south of France. God, why can't I remember any of this? So, okay, so you, you dated, you dated Francis. Then when did you start dating? Oh God, are we going to list this whole cast off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just yeah, anyone yeah. who's ever joined. <laughs> <laughs> It sounds so bad. It doesn't sound bad at all. If you, if you just go on IMBD and just look at Made in Chelsea cast, it also lives dating. IMBD. It's IMDB. What are you. Sorry. Sorry. IMDB. Hello, IMDB. What is I think you are slow. Your brain is slowly just dissolving. My, my, You're doing too much. You need a break. My point is, is do you find it hard having a relationship on the show? Evidently. <laughs> no, but hang, what do you mean? Because I just keep going back to my ex. No, because I did. I found it very hard. It I is. found it really don't, hard. No, don't beat yourself up. I thought you did really well. <laughs> Especially the one with Tara. I when you, you only cheated 70 times. Oh my God. That's progress. No, but it is, it is hard. I mean, with, with Digby, it was really, I mean, yeah, Digby interesting were two big ones. Yeah, because I think, because for, for me, so what people don't realise about reality TV, and you're still doing MIC, is that it, it, it's actually quite hard on the emotions. Oh and my think, God. And, and people don't realise that actually doing reality TV is hard because you have to give everything yeah. to camera and you can't really hold anything back. But I think people just assume you sit there and lol having a coffee at the Bluebird, which, like, they don't actually appreciate. The mental side of it is so exhausting. Yeah. And... Like, it's, it is a lot. You not only have to film about breakups, you then have to watch it a week later. Like, it's, do you know what I mean? It's never ending. Yeah, and, and also there's no kind of break from it because it's, it, because also you, you we, when we do it, you count your lucky stars that you're doing because it's mm. an amazing thing. You get to travel the world and be yeah. with your friends and all these different stuff. But it is tough, you know, even though your, your breakups were notorious and so are mine and things like that in our, our sort of ways, it was tough to handle. Do you get people saying things to you? Negative what, stuff. Uh, what do I get? I, 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 not so much anymore. <clears throat> apart, I used to, apart from the press. Apart from the press. <laughs> gunning <laughs> you for question of sport. I couldn't believe that. <laughs> what were you expecting? Like really like rave reviews? Yeah, he was great on it. Huge star. <laughs> How did they land him? <laughs> sport will never be the same again. <laughs> um, I don't know. I thought it was going to be 
Something's better than that. I would that. have loved to have seen your face. You're like, <laughs> the Google alert goes off. You're like, here we go. Right? No, I <laughs> didn't Google it. It came up straight away. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. But Liv, also, you know, the good thing about, I think about MIC, you know, I've done it with Kenny Kiddens and we met and I do this podcast that things come off the back. And what you've just done now, which I think is so wicked, is your, you've created lube. A lubricant. Well, explain this to us. So it's a CBD arousal oil. Uh, so it's 100% natural. Was this, was this made out of necessity? Just this, for... yeah, because so dried old hag. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously not. Um, no, it was made through lockdown, but it's basically, yeah, it's an arousal oil. So CBD obviously in- enhances sensitivity, mm. relieves pain. Because also, I think, but that's, in, that's insane. And also I was going to say, I think it's wicked because what you've done is... You've, you're, you've created like because people are, for some reason in the UK we're nervous about talking about sex yeah. we are like as, as like men women I think typically we're nervous about talking about sex I think there's like a shame surrounding it for some weird reason like I was reading this was reading the other day but women sometimes won't even go and see a doctor because they're too ashamed about discussing their like intimate areas I suppose really which is weird like why wouldn't you that's probably your most like why would you not go I love going to the doctors to get my out, it's I, favorite I, part. Yeah, but I, I get, I, I get, I get a bit nervous when I have to when to, uh, to go for what? Well, I had to go for what because I, I typically me, I catastrophize and all these different things, and I was scared that I found some sort of lump, and I was like, oh my god, I have to go, and so I went straight to the doctors to check it out, and I, I you know, I think first, I think lot, everyone should do that one hundred percent. I think it's so important. Women, men, everyone should go and check it out. But I remember she said, okay, go and lie on the bed over there, and. You know, and then you sort of get, and she sort of plays around with it like it's a glove. Really invasive, it's though. Really like, invasive. I know women have to get their legs up on these stirrup things. I went and I took Tristan. He had to leave the room. Not that he was in with me, but he was in. I was in a private room next to him because I had to get up and go outside. It was so it was awful. I was like, you weren't lying hey, was, there. What was he watching through? Like I a don't view, know. He could the glass door or was like there was a crack, and the doctor was an old man. There was a crack. Oh look, there's a crack. Um, I, I remember when I, when, I was a, when I was a kid, I went for an STI check and I walked in, there was just one nurse there and then uh, obviously everything comes out and she's holding my penis and then she's like, you don't mind if, uh, and then four other nurses <laughs> walk in and I was like, well, you've not, I haven't even replied yet and you just let them in and they all stood there and she was like showing them how to do and it. And you immediately got a boner? <laughs> no, my penis shriveled up to like, because I was just so nervous oh, about I it. I promise it's not really big. I swear. I'll just give and me then, a chance. And then, and then, they, and then they, they stopped. So the they, they paused for like five minutes and started talking about EastEnders between themselves and I was like what the fuck's going on can you just finish my penis is hanging out this is so weird but, but why okay Liv why do we have as human beings why do we have this sort of sense of shame insecurity around our, our areas you know we don't care about showing our faces our elbows our hands but for some reason mm. our, our, our you know our genitals I can get the word out sorry but why do we have an insecurity and embarrassment around them I don't know I well, think it's, it's quite just, a big question well, I know but, it, but everyone is it's like I don't think there's a of years of societal specific way a penis should look or a vagina should look like they all look different but everyone 
if yours is different to someone else's, I think you just go, oh my God, something's wrong with mine. Or like, why is mine not as bad? I don't know. It's but did weird. you Did you ever have that when you were younger where you saw your friend's vaginas and you're like, oh my God, mine's different or mine's, or yours is different. And do you have any of those moments? Because I didn't. Not really, because I think it's different for girls. Like with guys, it's probably who's got a bigger penis, but girls, it's not really. I remember at school, my friend came and did a pee next to me and he had a foreskin. And I remember being like, what the hell is that hood? <laughs> what is what is that? I couldn't understand what it was. I yeah, that's what happened to me. It's, yeah. It's, and then when I was a kid, I went through a stage of like showing my penis and things to people. Did you ever get as, to that? As a kid, my you, mate, you, you, still, you still do that. No, you actually do. You, you went through a phase with, a, with, an, with an ex-girlfriend who used to get so upset because you'd at every party just stand up on the table and just get your cock out. Something about being naked is hilarious. It is kind of funny. Yeah, I think it, I've got a video of you at, in the garden at my um, house in the country uh, with windmilling your penis. Yeah, I, I've probably got a video of that too. <laughs> yeah, hang on. It looks like I'm a flasher right now. Like, I'm, I'm not. I'm not a flasher at all. That, uh, what I didn't realize about my own body is uh, my friend Toby has a um, has a video of me doing a naked roly poly. Okay, <laughs> so I'm doing a naked roly poly, and you can see my bum and the, the hair. It honestly looks like. Honestly, my bum hole looks like the mouth of a chimpanzee. Honestly, it's, it's so ginger. Down. I never realised. Um, why are we doing roly polies? I thought it was funny. God, we're getting really deep with you, maybe because we feel so comfortable around you. But I also remember another time, this is so great. Getting really deep? No, this is not I deep. Would, no, but you know, just so natural and easy. There was this other time when I was at university and I, and I was, I'm always naked, I don't know why I'm always naked. And I, and I went down the banisters naked, no. all the way down they got to the end. And, and then the banister stank. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was, and I was really embarrassed. <laughs> how did you, how, going, what the hell is that smell? No. <laughs> it's the banister. How did you slide down it? Like what? face first or like? No, backwards down, Home Alone style. Like ask, did you not ask get to the, yeah, ask to the banister. I didn't or? go head down. I like, put it down the banister's head first. What, like so your butthole was scraping along the banister? Yeah, I, what, what do you mean? Go on your back down the banister? Well, I don't know. You could like go that way with your dick on it. That's the that's the way I did do it. Said, oh, how did your asshole make it smell? Or I it don't know. Maybe oh, I guys, this is so disgusting. Liv, I'm sorry. This is your fault. You have oh, led me. You've, you've come on end. here with lube, and this is where it's led us. You have led me <laughs> to your asshole. To, to being in this area. Okay, so let's go back to the point we we're talking about. Are you are you are you insecure about your showing your body parts and things like that? I don't think you are. No, but I think that stems from when I. You know, when I had hair loss, from being more open about that, this is the whole sort of point of it. The, my whole, the brand is meant to be like, it's not women's empowerment, but it's sort of like trying to achieve what you want to achieve. Because I feel yeah. like there's so many, I think when it comes to like sexual things, women will hold back on saying what they really want because they either don't want to embarrass the guy. Or it's like when you introduce a sex toy, like, do you guys instantly feel like I'm we so need a toy because it's something you can't give us? Oh my god, this is so okay. Hang mm. on, I, I, let's get. I love this talk. Okay, so do you? Th so you have in your own experience, you've been nervous about saying what you like and what you dislike because you're worried about what the guy thinks. Yeah, or upsetting them because. So basically, not every girl is going to come from penetrative sex. You know that, right? So what? every time they have done, they probably think. <laughs> Sorry, <fainted. laughs> Jay. Jay says that every time he's had sex, they've orgasmed. He says not lied. once. Not once have they never, like not orgasmed. I don't think I realised girls orgasmed until I was thirty. <laughs> Honestly, then I went, what, when, oh, you, when you, saw it, you, you saw it on TV. Oh, wait, wait. 
<laughs> one of the most embarrassing moments of my entire life, again, I've said this on the book, I've said it again, is well, I, I, I had just hooked up with a girl. It must be about 16. And I came back into my, uh, my dorm, like this sort of my house when I was at boarding school. And I was so excited. And honestly, it was like a Western. I kicked open the door and I was like, boys, I'm a man. And they're like, well, and, I, and then I was saying how we, we hit second base or third base, which is a bit like fooling around. Yeah. Right. And I said, oh, but it's so interesting. You know, when you, you go all the way inside their vagina and you find their clitoris at the back and they all went, huh? <laughs> and I went, what have I just said? <laughs> <laughs> and what do you mean? And they went, where's the clitoris? And I went, it's all, isn't it? It's, it's all, isn't it all the way at the, the back? And they're, they're like, no. And I had no clue. But I think that's for guys. I think that's a really tricky thing sometimes. And I don't think men typically talk about this. I remember before I had sex for the first time, I was so worried about where to put it, what to do, mm. where it's going to go, how you're going to feel, all those things. And, and I think with interesting girls feel the same way. You had, must have had that as well when you were younger. Did you worry about how to please a guy or what to do or things like that? Yeah, I used to, that's why I used to like fake all because I was like, I'm just going to, well, that's probably to get it over with. But yeah, it's... You know what I'm going to ask you to do? What? Don't say fake it off. <laughs> no way. You, yeah, you have it to. It worked like if, a child. If, no, yeah, no, 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 Jane, if you do it first... I will do it. Okay, you, if I was oh, going to... No, oh, actually, God. I'm, no, I'm really not sure. <laughs> can, we, can we turn our, our headphones off? So okay, this is, this. I'm going to actually try and fake an orgasm. Here we go, you ready? Why would you have to fake it anyway? Wouldn't you just come? Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, not right now on the podcast. That would be weird. No, okay. Uh, oh god, I can't believe I'm doing this. This is awful. I'm so sorry to all your listeners about to listen to this. Oh my god, I don't think I can do it. It's, it's like jumping out of a plane. I can't do it. <laughs> is that what you say before you come? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I can do it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, lift off. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'll do it. Coming into land. <laughs> okay, ready? Here we go. Oh my god. Shut up, Mitchell. I can't hear your heavy breathing. Hold on next to me. your horses. No, you're breathing this heaviness next to me. Stop. Just stop it. <laughs> I know, I'm just like, okay, mine would be setting the scene. Mine would be, listen, stop it. I'm my, setting the scene for you. Mine would be, oh my God. Mine would be, ah. <laughs> you, sound like, you sound like one of those tortoise that, have you seen the videos of tortoise having sex? And they go, ah, ah. Oh my God, I can't believe I just did that. Oh, oh my God. Okay, Liv, you have to do it now. Is that the noise Absolutely you make? Absolutely not. Um, okay, but no, when know. it comes to like, mm -hmm. that sort of stuff, I think, are you now more open about saying what you like and what you dislike? Yeah. Honestly, really? the last year I've spoken, all I've spoken about is like vaginas and orgasming. But yeah, I think definitely. Because so basically with Tristan, I faked it pretty much up until Tristan. And Tristan's Tristan. your boyfriend. Tristan's right? my boyfriend. Up until, and then the first time we slept together, I faked it. And then afterwards I was like, why the hell am I still like faking orgasms? It's ridiculous. So I went and told him that. Um, and he was like, why would you bother? Like, surely you'd want to get the most out of your sex life. And I was like, yeah, that is true. So that's why. Courage from you as well to do that, right? That's a scary moment. Because you've been doing it your entire life and then going, oh, why am I still doing it? Okay, I'm going to tell is, it. But it's, but it's so funny because I speak to so many girls and a lot of them are the same. Like, I think the problem is with girls as well. You know, some girls can, this is so graphic, but some girls can squirt. Some girls can come from penetration sex. Some girls can only come from like clit stimulation. I feel normal talking about this stuff only because I, I feel no, listen, so long. But I feel so normal about it as well. Like, Mitt's the only one who's a bit weird about it. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm just. Tuning in, I'm... No, I honestly, I'm so open with this. I think, I think honestly, my, my parents said to me when I was younger, they said, be a really nice person, tell us everything. Just, they said, you know, and they, the one thing they were, they were quite strict with stuff, right? But the yeah. one thing they were never strict about, as long as it was safe for sex, they were like, if you want to have sex, be safe. You, you wear condoms and yeah, that kind yeah. of stuff, but just go for it if yeah. you want to do it. Which I think is a really cool way to be. So I'm quite open with all of it. Yeah, no, I'm, my family's very similar. I mean, they probably ask way too many inappropriate questions, but... They, um, yeah, we're all very open, which is why I think. So you said to Tris, you were like, look, you know, by the way, I, I, I faked that. 
And what and he, was his response? Well, he goes, he goes. To be honest, I didn't think I could make you come that quickly. And I was like, oh, fine, shame. So he, I think he obviously knew. Really? Yeah. God. So, so then, so then, how? Why did you fake it then? Because honestly, I'd never come from penetrative sex. Because you know, girls have like seven G spots. Sorry. That is true, isn't it? Really? I do. I have. <laughs> like, right, looking at I everyone. I think it is something strange like that. <clears throat> Erogenous areas. And one, they go seven. one in the nostril. Yeah, one in the ear hole. One in the ear hole. Wait, wait, so they do, so, so you're like a Swiss army now. <laughs> Honestly, that is unbelievable. Jay's going to go back and see Sophie and be like, boop, 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 boop. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's like a PlayStation. Hit all seven at once. <laughs> <laughs> is, type in the cheat code. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I, I said this before, I said it on Main Chelsea once, I said, I, for, for me, when I was having sex, it was honestly like it was honestly like going, "We're we're crashing! <laughs> Can anyone fly?" Get, and uh, and I put my hand up and go, "I'll give it a go." <laughs> I go into Sorry? the cockpit, 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 and I go. And it, the plane is crashing, and you just press anything you can. You literally go, you just press anything, and you hope for the best. <laughs> That's what it was. Because I don't think guys get good at sex until they're about twenty-seven. But I think also it depends who you're having sex with. Like having a one-night stand is always very different to having sex with someone you're in a relationship with. True. Um, Always, but what's better sometimes? And so, uh, don't give the children because uh, one night having sex for, on a one night stand with a complete stranger. Um, again, please be safe with these things. But that sometimes is pretty exciting. Let alone, but also being in a relationship, there's nothing more fulfilling. I because then you're more open with the, your like your boyfriend or your girlfriend, so you can like like try new things. I suppose. I, I guess you also you know each other very well, so yeah. you know you know what works. I remember, <clears throat> I remember when we were in um, Croatia and I told you that little trick. Oh my God, I've done the tantric handjob. What's that? I did try, use my lube for that. Get Sophie to... Use my lube for <laughs> Sophie told, not Sophie, didn't tell me this one thing. I, I, I saw this one thing. I, I got given a tantric book, right? Can't believe I'm saying it. Is that, that, when, you, opening up is that like when you used to go to the tantric massage part? Oh my God. <laughs> There's the little side book that they have on there. Right, I'll just take a free copy, it's fine. I got given, no, I got given, you know, for your Christmas stockings, you get given like funny sex books and stuff like that, right? I, mine was what, like a tantric book. It was like, ha ha, quite funny. And I remember I went to the bathroom to just, Take a, what on Christmas Day? Well, no, I went to the bathroom. Take a number two. Right? You had unwrapped it and you went immediately to no, the bathroom. I was just reading it. I was reading Thank it. Thank so Looking at different things, and they told me this thing where you lie on your front. You lie on your front. Mm. God, like this is so graphic. I'm so sorry to everyone listening, but you lie on your front and you get your penis and you tuck it in between your legs like it's a tail. Is this before <laughs> or after you've gone down the banisters? No, it's <laughs> like a tail. And then what your girlfriend does is, is you know, you get to third base with your girlfriend and she gives you a hand job. You lie on your front. Your penis is like a tail. And you give a hand job. Honestly, I was like, this looks quite fun. So I asked, um, I did it with an ex-girlfriend, I think. Or I, I maybe I did it with Sophie, I can't remember. An ex-girlfriend, I think it was. Honestly, I levitated off the bed. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly floated. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what happened. And I told you live yeah. about it. And then you said, and then it was with Digby, wasn't it? And he levitated as well. <laughs> Unbelievable. I was still trying to under, understand the physics of it. So where does it, it goes in between, like it comes. Live, you explain it. <laughs> Wait, wait, so it pokes so out the other side. The so you lie on your you front. Like, you yeah. almost do like a backwards. Yeah. So okay, let me explain. Lie on your front, lie on your front. And so your penis is between your legs. So you're like, and, and as your partner, pretend you're pulling up water from a well. It is. It's like, you're, like you're lobster potting and you're pulling milking, up. It's like milking pot. a cow. Literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's what you do. Anyway. Thank me later, everyone will levitate. <laughs> on that note, we should probably stop there for part one. I'm a bit flustered after all that. Liv, how you been? Yeah. Dirty, dirty chat. Okay, well, everyone stick around for part two where we will 
where we will, <laughs> where we will talk more about things like this. See you in a jiffy. Bye-bye.